0: worship the lord together today come on and wave at me let me know you're awake this morning all right let's set our eyes on jesus and give him all our praise today we worship you god all right here we go we worship the god who was we worship the god who is We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. Do you believe it today? There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise.
1: There's joy.
0: God who heals we sing to the God who saves We sing to the God who always makes a way because he hung upon that cross and he rose up from the grave My God is still rolling stones away. i
2: First Peter chapter one, verse eight says, you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious inexpressible joy. Come on, somebody say joy this morning. It's joy in the house of the Lord. You guys can be seated in God's presence and uh, we're just honored to uh, worship together with our family this morning. And my name is Will Caesar. for those of you that I haven't got a chance to meet yet, I'm the youth pastor here. And uh, we just want to say welcome. So if you're a first time guest with us, uh, maybe uh, you're in person or watching online, we got a few things we want you to do. But before we get to that, Dr. First, can we welcome our first time guest this morning? We just want to say welcome. I'm so glad that you're here and you can text D1 text to 84576 you can scan the QR code on the screen. Uh, there, there's a number of things you can do. You can grab the connect card from the seat pocket in front of you. Please 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 fill that out with as much information as you don't mind us having we would love to connect with you and then at the end of service you can take that connect card whether you fill it out in person or digitally and meet us in our guest reception space. It's as you exit these doors to the left it'll be marked guest reception, our pastors and our leadership team would love to meet you. And so please bring that. We want to exchange it for a gift, but don't the first can we welcome our guests one more time. There are a number of things on that screen that you see, you can uh, get connected, get prayer, uh, sign up for life group, share your story, sign up for grow track. We just finished uh, step three of grow track. We'll be starting that again sometime soon. So please sign up. We also have baptism, which we're going to celebrate one of those momentarily. And we love life change. Somebody say life change. We're so excited about what God is doing. And the first thing I want to tell you about is something special for all the ladies happening in October. Uh, It's our Awaken Sisterhood Conference. Ladies, make some noise in the house this morning. We're excited for y'all. And again, we want to just take a moment for some of you because you need to scan that QR code. Again, it says $45 to uh, get your ticket. That's October 6th through this in the 7th and please sign up. And then maybe there's some ladies in your life, some aunts, some moms, some grandmoms, uh, some ladies that you came in contact with throughout the city. You, They need to come to an event like this because we're believing not just for the ladies of this Wiregrass area to be awakened, but we're believing for our city to be awakened. And we wanna have an opportunity to pour into you through Pastor Michelle's vision. So please sign up for that October 6th and 7th uh, Awaken Sisterhood Conference. It's gonna be a great weekend. Another thing we wanna remind you of is Feed Dothan Food Pantry Restock. Uh, As you exit today, you'll see a table out in the main lobby. Uh, It it says food uh, pantry uh, list, the things that we need, some non-perishable items. If you don't mind grabbing one of those as you exit today uh, and just helping us continue to serve this city, we feed families every single week. And this is another way that you can partner with us in evangelizing our city, so please do that. Also, this Wednesday, we have something for the whole family here at church. We have something every Wednesday uh, for the entire family from Kids First, First and nursery, the boys' ministry, girls' ministry, the youth first. Uh, we would love for you to be here, but for brotherhood and sisterhood, this Wednesday they're having a front porch hangout right up under the porch area in, uh, as you exit our main lobby. Uh, where you're going to have a time of fun, food, and fellowship, so please come. Invite somebody to be with you. There's nothing better than inviting somebody to church and say, guess what? We're going to feed you too, so please, this Wednesday invite somebody to come, and then last but certainly not least, uh, our kids and our youth students are getting ready for summer camp and uh, we're so excited about what God is doing in this house in the next generation so if you would like to partner with us in one of those ways uh, maybe sponsoring a kid helping with transportation or any things that we need for kids first or youth first I encourage you to see Pastors Natalie or, or Lindsey. Uh, they can help give you more instructions, more uh, details, permission slips, all those things. Uh, Pastor Josh and I would both admit that our wives help us run the ministries that we oversee. So please see them, and we're excited about what God is doing. Can y'all give God some praise in the house this morning? Oh, uh, man. And as you're doing that, again, we mentioned that uh, we're taking next steps, faithful next steps of scriptural obedience and baptism. And Pastor Michelle is baptizing one of our family members today. So can you give it up for her as we get ready to do that?
3: Good morning. Everybody hear me okay? I'm on my tippy toes. All right. Praise God. Thank you, church family, for joining with us this morning as we continue to worship through baptism. You know, Jesus tells us in the gospel to go to all the nations, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so what baptism symbolizes is the sins, uh, dying to our sins and raising up to life again uh, as it illustrates Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. And this morning I have the honor of baptizing Miss Madison Beckworth. Can you give it up for her this morning? As I've had the privilege of getting to know her and part of her story, I have to tell it really, really quickly, um, but about a year and three months ago, her and her husband reminded me this morning they were kind of tricked in coming to church here and i say tricked because his uh, her husband's um aunt is rhonda corley and she said all i want for my birthday is for you guys to come to church with me and so the holy spirit got a hold of them that day and they have been committed ever since to the lord and just diving in in small groups and she has been a part of my freedom group for the last 12 weeks, and so I've gotten to know her and her story, and she um, has one of one that she wasn't raised in church and didn't know a lot about the Lord, and so I have just been so proud of the hunger of how she is pursuing Him, and it hasn't always been that easy for you, Madison, but I love that you are just so a, I'm not going to give up, I know the Lord has a plan for my life and my husband, and your commitment to Him has just so blessed me. Um, from getting a Bible to getting involved in these groups and wanting to know more about the Holy Spirit. And so I am just honored to be able to baptize you this morning. And so I have two questions for you as we um, do this. One is, do you love the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart? She said, I do. And do you promise to serve him for the rest of your life? She said, I do. Amen. Amen. Can y'all give her a hand? Yes. Upon your profession of the Lord Jesus Christ and your commitment to serve him the rest of your life, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Don't you love it? I love it. I love it. God is doing so many great things. And I encourage you, if you've never been baptized before, it's the next best step after salvation. It's a command of the Lord Jesus Christ. He gave us this beautiful opportunity to celebrate and declare his lordship over our lives in a very public way and i'm so proud of what god is doing in this church and in the lives of the believers here at dothan first and listen i, I take it a step further we're going to be celebrating a whole lot of things today uh, but today is a, a special celebration because we're going to launch some of our students out into the mission field for a, a brief missions trip and we're so proud of them they're going to be headed to honduras they're going to be taking the time out of uh, their summer schedule and out of their busyness to to pull away and go to honduras to minister in the schools they'll be ministering at one of our local churches that we've been supporting for many many years this church has been supporting that church in honduras and also the orphanage there it's going to be a powerful time and I'm going to invite them to the stage pastor will is going to be leading them and some of our team come on up can you give it up as they come up here yeah so proud of all of you and I, I know that you can see that uh, some of them are going to be uh, ministering in a drama in just a few minutes So. Uh, But I'm so proud of each one of you. And you're a gift to this church. You're a gift to the body of Christ. And so you going is not just an extension of the Lord's hand from Dothan to each one of those that are in Honduras that you're going to minister to. But you're also an extension of us personally. That you as representatives go on behalf of all of us to give the love of jesus christ to them so every hug you give every high five every handshake every gospel track every time you minister the word of god you're ministering on behalf of all of us and thank you for going your willingness to go many of them sacrificed uh saving money saving birthday gifts and christmas gifts to be able to afford to go And now we get to send them. Church, would you just simply kind of extend your hand toward them like you're uh, putting your hand on their shoulder as we commission them to go, Lord Jesus, I thank you for each member of this team. And Lord, as they prepare to go, I pray your anointing would go before them. Lord, Holy Spirit, blaze a trail for them so that as they do the work of the ministry, they would represent you. Lord, keep them safe and protected. Keep them well and in every way, use them in ways they never dreamed they could be used for the glory of God and for the kingdom's value Lord Jesus we thank you for the assignment that's on their lives and I pray this would be life changing for them and world changing for those in Honduras we speak a blessing over them now we cover them in prayer in Jesus name Amen 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 God bless you as you're seated give it up one more time for them we love you guys we celebrate you, and uh, you know, in, as it relates to missions, one of the most significant things that we can do is we can pray, we can give, and we can go, and we believe in all three of those s- sincere outlets of ministry, that we can pray, we can always pray. That's why our missions wall is stationed out there, and to your right in our foyer, we can, you can just simply see all the different missionaries that we support every month, we consistently support them. And then all of the missions work around the world that we pray for. And then we can give what you have given generously to support those missions and mission, missionary works. And then you can go. And, and we have a, a trip that's going to be coming up later. Uh, hopefully, Lord willing, in October. Uh, we're putting that together for the adults, those of you that would like to help be a part of a missions endeavor where we can build and put our hands to work. And we're so excited about this, friends. Uh, I want to just share with you a, a special missions coin uh, that was just commissioned. And those of you that have been around our church for a while, you know about Network 211. And it's the ability for us to reach the world through technology and uh, this coin was commissioned because uh, as as a board member of that uh, missions organization uh, we were all given one of these commissioned coins that 50 million people in the last six years have been reached with the gospel message of Jesus Christ through just this one organization network 21-1 yeah says 2.5 million conversions and 432,000 personal connections where they were able to help be placed into a local church around the world. Friends, we're doing things for the kingdom and it takes the sacrifice of those willing to go and, and those willing to give and I thank God for each and every one of you and your willingness to participate with us to reach the world globally. And I want to take a moment and just recognize this weekend. This is Memorial Day weekend and so many of you have a day off just to enjoy your family and maybe you, you know, cook a burger or a brat or go to the beach or whatever you're going to do. But I want you to remember the sacrifice that was made for you and I. That there are men and women who've served on the front lines of freedom. They've given themselves literally for the work of the mission to keep our world free and I'm so proud of our veterans and those that are currently in our active duty military we are so proud and thankful for each and every one of you and as a matter of fact as a little gift on your way out uh, as long as until until they are gone we have uh, special warrior Bibles that we would like to present to you so on your way out uh, if you're a veteran or active military We want to be able to give that gift to you free of charge as just a blessing to say thank you for your service. And uh, can can you do us a favor? If you are in the military, either active duty or if you have served, would you just raise up your hand right now? Wave at us. Come on. Let's give it up for all these heroes in the house. We love you. We honor you today. We thank God for you. Thank you for your service. And would you now turn your attention to the screens as we honor these military veterans.
5: How do we say thank you to those who gave everything? How do we honor the men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom? We say thank you by remembering. Today, we honor our heroes. Lives given, not in vain, but with purpose. We stand grateful for their courage, their strength, and their resolve. For the fabric of America is stitched together by the thread of the brave. Today, we remember, and we will never forget.
4: Amen. One more time, can we give it up for all of those who have served, given their lives for our freedom? Well, today, friends, as we do the work of the ministry we have the opportunity where we get to give. And this time in our service really is more than just a a chance for people to invest into eternity. But for us, the way we see it is it's truly worship to God. And you can see the five ways to give, they're up there on the screens and available for you. Uh, We're not, we don't pass the plate, but we do have giving boxes on on the way out and giving envelopes if you need giving credit. But we're going to take a moment and pray over our time of giving and believe God that it's going to do more in the hands of the Lord, in the kingdom of God around the world than it could ever do in our own physical hands. That as we give, as we give of our time, talent, and treasure to invest, that it reaps a return that's eternal. And so we're going to pray over that in just a moment. And I'm going to invite some of our elders and prayer partners, if you'd make your way toward our stations of prayer today, they'll be at this, these three areas, this exit sign back here and this exit sign back there and up in the balcony. And uh, you know, it's interesting, I, I maybe you should just mention this, I've talked about it a bit during the years, but uh, I should probably refresh your memory, like, why do you choose to have the prayer in the back instead of at the front it's not we don't have any prayer at the front or desire that but but really for for a number of reasons Uh, the first of which is that the closer you get to the front the harder it is to hear but there's these strategic locations are actually really super easy or easier to be able to hear a prayer and if there's a specific need that uh, goes into some depth then we we can easily slip out the back doors and be able to take some time of ministry with that person. Uh, it just makes it very easy for us to be able to do that. But another reason, because just so you know, there's no one location in this church that's more holy than another location in the church. Because wherever God resides is where it's holy, <laughs> right? And He's in He infills us. But I, I want to also say that some people are so. I don't know apprehensive let's call it that to walk to a the the front they they would never ever receive prayer but they feel comfortable like making their way back uh I don't know what it is if it's that they feel like somebody's going to say something about them or wonder well why is that person doing that or saying that or how come that person's going back to receive prayer I wonder what their problem is (laughs) well trust me we don't think that around that way around here We think the same way about every single person in this house as we all need prayer. But if you need prayer strategically for healing, for miracles, for God's Holy Spirit to come in. This Listen, today is not just Memorial Day where we celebrate those who've given their lives. We celebrate today Pentecost. This is Pentecost Sunday where we recognize that when Jesus Christ gave His life and then He died and was buried and then rose from the dead and then the Bible says He was resurrected and then ascended and He said, when I leave, the Comforter's gonna come, the Holy Spirit's gonna come. So today is the New Testament Birthing of the New Testament church. It's the birthday of the New Testament church. And so, friends, today, if you need to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit or you need to be refilled with the Spirit of God, I want to encourage you in any of those categories, you can go and receive ministry and prayer during these next few songs from these that are standing there, our elders and our prayer partners. We're so thankful for each and every one of them. So, we're going to take a moment, we're going to pray. And then we're going to believe God that he's going to do something miraculous in this house today. You know, we always show up with anticipation because God's in the house. Can we pray and believe God for miraculous things to take place today? Lord, we do pray for miracles. We do pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We do pray for faith to be released. And God, we we thank you in advance for the touch of heaven upon us. Lord, we do need that fresh infilling, a fresh wind of God to be released in this house. And God, I thank you for the time that we get to give unto you of God, your tithes and our offerings. And Lord, that is worship unto you. And we, t- we take full advantage of the partnership we get with you. But today we also celebrate in the, the inauguration of a New Testament church being released with your Holy Spirit's presence and power. And we thank you for that. God, I speak a blessing over these, your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you stand up with us? Let's worship the Lord together and slip out from where you're at. If you want prayer for any of those reasons, go receive prayer right now.
0: Never want to leave Come on, make it your song to him, this
4: God you can look for it in all kinds of other things to look for your safety your security even your sanity (laughs) you can look for peace in all different shapes and sizes but friends you don't receive truly what you need until you're in his presence that's where peace is found it's where safety and security and protection and wholeness and freedom and deliverance It's where salvation and forgiveness come. It's in His presence. It's where your identity is found. I believe truly that the identity crisis that we've been experiencing in our nation has been directly a a, a direct reflection of the lack of connection or intimacy with God Himself, with His Holy Spirit, who shows us who we are, reinforces who we are as children of the most high god and today as we celebrate this pentecost sunday we're believing god that he's going to showcase his glory in you that he's going to show up and so many of you maybe you you've come from different walks of life and and today as as we celebrate pentecost sunday hopefully i'm going to get to explain a little more about the spirit's presence what he is in the life of a belie- the believer. But at this time, I'm going to invite some of our youth who have uh, human video prepared. They're going to come and, and prepare themselves. And so many that, uh, of those disciples seeing Jesus dying on a cross thought that was the end. This is it. It's finished. They heard Jesus say, it's finished. But we all know as believers that it was not the end. Friends, it was only the beginning. Those disciples were then filled with the Spirit and they literally sacrificed their own lives for the sake of the gospel message to be released. And if salvation is the beginning of our, uh, that, that, that salvation comes from His death and resurrection, then we can see the birthing of the New Testament church was at Pentecost. And today, these kids are going to showcase what that looked like in a human video. And the singer that you're going to hear is a dear friend who passed away at 26 years of age, an amazing worshiper in Grand Rapids, and a dear friend of ours who passed away. But as she sang that worship song, I believe you're going to hear the, the, the resounding sound of heaven, the spirit at work. Would you go ahead and be seated and turn your attention to the screen? or to these who are leading us today.
5: Does this darkness have a name? This cruelty, this hatred? How did it find us? Did it steal into our lives or did we seek it out and embrace it? We send our children into the world like we send young men to war. Hoping for their safe return. But knowing that some will be lost along the way. When did we lose our way? Consumed by the shadows, swallowed whole by the darkness. Does this darkness have a name?
1: Through the years I look on this moment And see your hand on it And know you were here
6: By the world. It was meant for humiliation. It was meant to last for days. It was meant to be used by Caesar, but instead it was used by God. It was meant to stop a movement, but instead it became the way. It was meant to act on fear. But instead it awakened faith it was meant to be vicious and violent but instead it became our peace it was meant to uproot hope but instead it became the seed it was meant to put down jesus but instead it set up his resurrection it was meant to jeer and mock him but instead it was his glory it was meant to erase a chapter but instead it became the story It was meant to hold up convicts, but instead it raised up a king. It was meant to be appalling, nailing hands and feet to wood. It was meant to be used for evil, but instead it was used for good. The cross. It was meant to signal death, but instead it's a sign of living. It was meant to be the end, but instead, it's our beginning.
4: Amen. (laughs) Powerful. Wow. Oh, man. Man, oh man, what a powerful, powerful word. Friends, I pray that you get the understanding. The birthing of the New Testament church was birthed by men and women just like us that were simply submitted to God's Lordship and to the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so today as we listen in, to the biblical mandate for each one of us. Today, I hope you get something that as you walk out of this room today, you say not only was it good to be in the house of the Lord, but that you received from the Lord today. Can you grab your copy of God's Word? And if you have a Bible in your tablet PC or your cell phone, you can open that up to the YouVersion app of the Bible today. But go ahead and take your copy of God's Word. Say this with me. Say, I am what God's Word says I am. I can do what God's Word said I can do. I can become all that God said I could be. So today, I'll hear God's Word, I'll receive God's Word, and I'll obey God's Word because I love His Word. Now just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's Memorial Day and Pentecost Sunday. We got a bunch of celebration going on here today, come on. Let them know it's going to be a good day. We're going to be talking about the fire that came down from heaven. On this birthday, the inauguration of a New Testament church. And I want you to turn to John chapter 7. As I walk through with you the, the aspects of this beginning church that we now know today. We see it in all different walks of life, different Christians from around the world, different expressions of the gift of the New Testament church. Around the world, if you go to Asia or to Africa, if you go to uh, South America, you're going to see different expressions. But friends, they're all serving one Lord and one Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. The Bible says if he's lifted up, all will be drawn to him. And so today, as we celebrate that, you need to understand even the denominations that you might think divide us actually remind us. It's unique personalities. It may be distinctive doctrine. But friends, if you agree on the power of the living God that came to earth Jesus Christ, virgin born, lived a sinless life, died on a cross for our sins, rose again on the third day, gave us new life. Then he promised us a Holy Spirit that when he, Jesus, ascended, then Holy Spirit would then descend as a gift to the New Testament church. And when Holy Spirit came, listen, we look at all these distinctive churches that have different names on the front of their church today, but whether it's Lutheran or Methodist or Baptist or Presbyterian whether it's Assemblies of God or some non-denominational church regardless of the name on the front can I tell you it's the birthday today of every single church because every single church was birthed out of this one moment in human history so let's look at it in John chapter 7 here it is John chapter 7 verses 37 through 39 On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. He says, whoever believes in me, that includes every one of us in this room, as the scriptures have said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Verse 39, by this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Everybody say later to receive. So Jesus was prophesying about the spirit of God that would come upon them and us as we believed. It says up to that time, the spirit had not yet been given since Jesus had not been glorified. He's saying because Jesus had not yet died and resurrected and ascended, they were still waiting on a promise yet to be received. Now, friends, we're all natural in this room. We're human beings, right? You cut us, we bleed, regardless of what background you're from or educational experience or socioeconomic background that you have, regardless of what you look like or think like or talk like or act like. If you're a Christian in this house, you need to understand that you're not just natural. You are now, as a believer in Jesus Christ, supernatural. Super natural. Every Christian in the New Testament church was considered to be now living in something called the supernatural. It was an addition, an addendum, if you will, to the book that Jesus had written up to that point. And so every Christian now has access to these spiritual gifts. And our desire is that you know what those gifts are and that you function in them effectively for the purpose of the New Testament church to be released, each one had to do their part, operating in those gifts, the gifts that are given to the New Testament church. And 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 I want you to know, if you've never been through grow Track, you might not know this, but you have a spiritual gift. And we talk about how to find what some of those spiritual gifts are and what they mean and how they can be released in your life on a daily basis. Now, how many of you like me, enjoy getting presents. Come on, put up your hands. All right. You know, whether it's a birthday, Christmas, the Mother's Day when we gave some gifts to Michelle and we're going to celebrate my mom tomorrow. It's not just Memorial Day, it's Mother's Day for you, young lady, because we're going to celebrate you as a, as a family since she was out of town celebrating with the other lesser Benson child of the four of us. I'm just kidding, that's my sister and I love her dearly, but they're in Detroit and she got to celebrate with Tammy on Mother's Day. So we get to get you back now and we're so glad to get to do that. But we're gonna give gifts, gifts that represent honor, right? We enjoy gifts. But how many understand if I give a gift tomorrow to my mother as sweet and wonderful and awesome as she is and I give her this wonderful, beautiful gift And it's all wrapped up and it's got a nice little bow on it. And I say, here you go, mom. We thought of you and here's what we want to give to you as a special gift. And she goes, oh, thank you. And she sets it aside and never unwraps the gift. How many understand that gift that doesn't get unwrapped never gets used? And so it is with the gifts of the spirit. We need to unwrap them. Bible talks about being continually filled with the spirit. God wasn't just sending us a gift, he was sending us truly, he was the giver of the gift. The Holy Spirit is the gift giver. And so we have to have an understanding of the supernatural gifts and how they function in the body of Christ, the church. See, all Christians have access to these wonderful gifts, But none of them have been given because of your natural abilities or talents or some sort of uh, reward for an achievement that you've earned. Like like somehow, if you see someone operating a spiritual gift, ooh, they must be loved by God more than me. Or worse yet, they must be more spiritual than me. Because they're they're operating a spiritual gift and, and I'm not. Or a gift that they have that I don't have. God wants us to unwrap these undeserved gifts that are given by the will of God. The Bible says, not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my Spirit. It's by the Spirit of the Living God. So who is the Spirit of the Living God? Well, the third person of the Trinity right? We know God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one, God in three persons. Many of you heard me use the description of how we taught our kids about the Holy Spirit or about specifically the Trinity, right? Uh, We use the H2O example that H2O in solid form is ice and H2O in liquid form is water and H2O in gaseous form or in the steam that rises is all it's all H2O it's just in different forms God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit it three in one if you look at an egg which part of the egg is the egg the white outer shell Or the inside, is it the clear part, the albumen? Or is it the yolk part? Is it the yellow part? Which part's the egg? Well, they're all the egg. And so it is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in these different forms. And So you need to understand when Holy Spirit came and and showed up in this powerful and dramatic way in the book of Acts chapter 2, something dramatic happened. It was beautiful and it was amazing and it was awesome. But I want you to understand it's not just for that awesome moment that the Holy Spirit shows up. As a matter of fact, He provides so much more than just tongues of fire that come from heaven or a wind that blows through, He also is the giver of comfort and wisdom, and guidance, and power, and conviction, and truth. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit is called the paraclete, the one that comes alongside. My my father and mother, uh, president of paraclete ministries, and their mission has been to come alongside pastors and missionaries, ministers from around the world to assist them, to come alongside them and say, I got you. I'm going to help you. I want to come alongside you and assist you. And that is exactly what Holy Spirit does for each one of us as believers. The Holy Spirit also came to reveal the scriptures. You cannot understand in your, I was going to say pea-sized brain, but that sounds so bad, right? But compared to God's infinite wisdom, we, we, we have very little in this small brain of ours To be able to fully understand what's written in this book. But guess what? Holy Spirit reveals the scriptures to us. And glorifies Jesus in the process. It's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was promised. Let's look at it. We know that he's always been there. Pastor Will did such a great job last week sharing about this. And kind of opening the doorway. But like he said. In order for him To be able to explain or introduce his wife, Lindsay, to you fully would take a lifetime. He's still trying to figure her out, just like I'm trying to figure out Michelle. It's a beautiful lifetime journey, right? So I could give a quick introduction to my wife. I could say, hey, this is my wife. She grew up here. She did this. She did that. She did this in high school, and then she went off to college. She went here for college. Then we got married, and we, we moved here, and we lived there. And we, I could tell you a few things about her, but listen, to really truly know her is a lifetime beautiful journey, and so it is with the Holy Spirit. We're just going to take bits and pieces and unwrap the mystery, but you need to understand he didn't just like show up on Pentecost Sunday. <laughs> truly, he was there from the very beginning. We look in Genesis chapter 1 and we see the Spirit hovered over the waters of the deep. Matter of fact, throughout the Old Testament, it, it wasn't just in Genesis, but throughout the Old Testament, the Bible says over and over again, the Spirit of the Lord came upon this person in the Old Testament for special ability like Bezalel, he was filled with the Spirit of God in craftsmanship to be able to work on this, this temple, this tabernacle, the, the, the where the Holy Spirit would truly reside at that time and where God's presence would reside at that time. We look all the way to the book of Revelation, we see whoever... He has ears, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. The spirit is still alive and speaking to the church. Revelation chapter 22 at the very end of the book. So from beginning to end, the Bible says the spirit and the bride say come. So each and every chapter and every verse and every scriptural book that you read about in the Old and New Testament is pointing to the Messiah, Jesus. And to one day after his ascension, the Holy Spirit then would come in a unique way. Now, let me just stop and say this. So many of us have a tendency to put God into a box where we believe that the only time frame that the Holy Spirit can move is or be, you know, have us be used by the Spirit of God or be used in the gifts is simply in a one and a half hour service on a Sunday morning. How many of you know our God is so much bigger than that box that we try to put him in? Listen, friends, I, I'm sorry. As a Holy Spirit, Pentecostal, charismatic believer, as a Jesus-filled believer, as a Holy Spirit-filled believer, I need him 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. I need him of every moment of every day of my lifetime, friends. I need him all the time. Not just for a one-hour service or an hour-and-a-half service. And sometimes we, we put God into a box to believe that the only way that He's truly moving is when our emotions get stirred. And yes, He uses our emotions. Absolutely. Listen, I, I've always said it like this. that It's kind of like whether you were an 80-year-old man or a, maybe a young teenager. If you stick your finger in a light socket, you're both going to have a reaction. (laughs) You're going to have a reaction, right? Because your human body has some power (laughs) that just got touched by it. Come on. So truly, yes, there there is a natural response to a supernatural God, right? When the celestial hits the terrestrial, we don't always know what to do with it. And that's beautiful. But friends, I, I, I really want you to get this. This is so important that we not box God in when it comes to being used by him on a daily basis, letting his spirit use us. How about things like the gift of discernment that needs to be used, listen, every day of your life, especially if you have teenagers, come on, somebody, or in business. Listen, I, I don't know how you function as a spirit-filled believer But I have to say, there have been so many times where I've been in a business meeting or a business decision, and I've needed Holy Spirit's wisdom, Holy Spirit's guidance, Holy Spirit's direction, Holy Spirit discernment. These are all gifts that can be in operation every moment of every day of our lives. But he was promised in a unique way to these believers And here it is in Joel chapter 2, verse 28 in the Old Testament. The prophet Joel says, I'll pour out my spirit. God says on all people, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. And then now flash forward into the New Testament, John chapter 1, verse 33. John the Baptist is talking about Jesus and it says, the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize With the Holy Spirit talking about Jesus then later in Mark chapter 1 verse 8 John the Baptist says I baptize with water just like we saw today the baptism in water but then he says but Jesus or he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit now let's flash forward through Jesus ministry all right John chapter 16 verse 7 I'm going to give you a lot of scripture I'm going to give it quickly but it's there for review in the notes if you want it. You just go on the YouVersion app and you can download that and get access to all of these scriptures. But Jesus himself says, unless I go away, talking about him dying, being resurrected, and then ascending, he says, unless I go away, the advocate, the counselor will not come to you. In other words, what he's saying is, I was with you, but I'm giving you the the Holy Spirit who will reside in you. I was with you, but he'll be in you. Think about it like this. God in human form, Jesus, was on the earth walking around the streets of Jerusalem. But the fact is, he wasn't in Jerusalem and in Dothan at the very same time. But now, through his Holy Spirit that resides in each and every Christian and every believer, now he is everywhere. He's everywhere and in each of us, guiding us and directing us and leading us. So here it is now, Acts chapter 1, this is the last words of Jesus before he ascended, or some of the last words. It says, on this occasion, while he, Jesus, was eating with them, he gave this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. Everybody say the gift. Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now let's skip down to verse 8 to see what the Holy Spirit baptism was really for. He says, now, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be, what's the reason that he gives here? You will be my what? My witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. As a matter of fact, friends, this is one of the reasons uh, as you drive into this building, uh, or drive into this, this house today, you notice that our science is Dothan first. And it comes directly from this particular passage of Scripture where it's our mandate, it's our calling that we could reach out to the uttermost parts of the earth and we're supposed to according to the scriptures. But the Bible said that it first in Jerusalem and then in Judea and Samaria and then to the uttermost parts. So he's starting where they live <laughs> right there. So Jerusalem would be like Dothan and Wiregrass. We got to reach the people of our city. It's our job. It's, it's our mandate. It's our post on the wall to along with other churches in this city to reach our city with the love of Jesus Christ. But then he says in Judea and Samaria, which would be similar to our like, state of Alabama. We need, we need to reach the state. How many know we need to reach the state of Alabama with the love of Jesus Christ? That's why we plant churches and we assist in church planting around this region. And then he went so far as to say Samaria and then to the uttermost. So he's talking about to the United States and to all around the world in our context. But what we go back to is we say, God, if you're going to move anywhere in the whole wide world, let your spirit move in Dothan first. God, if we're going to reach anybody in the whole wide world, help us to reach Dothan first. Help us to put our attention and our focus to our neighbors and to our co-workers and to our friends and to those in our sphere of influence. Help us not just to give to a missionary who will reach somebody we've never met before, but help us reach the people we actually know and are in contact with every single day of our lives. He says, you'll be my witnesses. And then after this, he was taken up before their very eyes in a cloud hid him from their sight. And the Bible then talks about this amazing moment when the Holy Spirit was sent. Acts chapter two, let's look at it together. Acts chapter two, starting at verse one. When the day of Pentecost came, They were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing and violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled. So what happened after that? engaging moment with the holy spirit this beautiful inauguration well first of all the bible says they were filled with the baptism or the overflow of the holy spirit the bible says that tongues of fire rested on them and they were able to speak in other tongues an unknown language a heavenly language or even uniquely an earthly language i'll explain that in just a minute But the baptism of the Holy Spirit was not just meant to be an emotional experience, although it does cause feelings of emotion. The human response could be weeping or being filled with joy or overcome with a sense of the love of God or speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. But friends, can I tell you, even beyond that, as important as that is as an initial physical evidence, friends, there's additional things that God gave. And matter of fact, the people that heard this loud noise that were walking by because it was a festival at that time and a lot of people had come from different places around the world to this one place and they hear all of this commotion happening and they presume that these people in this upper room this 120 who were waiting according to jesus command they were waiting they think about this I, i i get stuck on this sometimes Jesus was with them for like three and a half years, day in and day out, every single moment of every single day, talking with them, walking with them, teaching them, teaching them how to pray, showing them how to, like the miracles that were being performed, showing them all these wonderful things. And somehow that wasn't enough to establish a New Testament church. That proves that all the systems in the world, as important as it can be to a local church to have systems, the church is not built on systems. It's built on the spirit Of Almighty God it has to be churches die with systems but they live with spirit impartation so here they are being obedient waiting in the upper room this 120 that saw him ascend now are waiting and they're filled now with the spirit other people think they're drunk it's something weird and crazy and now they go from thinking they're crazy to listening a little closer and they hear from all different types all walks of life from Mesopotamia and all these different places they hear in their own language people of God worshiping God in their language so it wasn't just a heavenly language it was also now an earthly language where they were able to speak to people who didn't speak the language of Jerusalem if you will which is awesome some commentators and theologians argue about whether or not they, the people were given the gift of speaking in that unique language from Mesopotamia, let's say, or if the hearer was filled and heard. But regardless of what your theological belief is, Holy Spirit showed up and God moved. But then they, took, they went from the heavenly language to an earthly language to be able to be a witness because the Bible says they began to speak boldly. Acts chapter 2, let's look at, skip down to verse 15. Here's the reaction where Peter spoke boldly. And the Bible says 3,000 were saved. Acts chapter 2 verse 15 these men are not drunk as you suppose it's only 9 in the morning No, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. I read it a moment ago God says I'll pour out my spirit on all people your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions Your old men will dream dreams. Let's stop right there and say this friends. This was transformational in this culture. This culture was a male driven society Right? It was a patriarchy. It was all about the older men that they ought to be respected. And, and women were, uh, you know, disregarded. Or then it goes on to say these words, Even my servants, servants, slaves, This isn't like the top of the food chain. This isn't just the political party of the day. This isn't just the super spiritual. This is everybody. friend. can I just let you know the Holy Spirit is no respecter of persons. God is not a racist. God is not a sexist. God is not into ageism. God is not into classism. God says, if my servants, my people will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sins, heal their land. Friends, then he says, I will fill you with power the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses then the Holy Spirit begins to give gifts these gifts are spiritual gifts first Corinthians chapter 12 talks about them he says this in the book of first Corinthians chapter 12 he says now about spiritual gifts brothers I don't want you to be ignorant Another translation says, I don't want you to misunderstand them. How many of you know, you can misunderstand the gifts of the Spirit. You can misunderstand the purpose for for them being given. You can misunderstand the order to which they're supposed to be used. You can misunderstand all of it. Why? Because it's spiritual. (laughs) It's supernatural. It's easy to misunderstand. Goes on to say this in verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Everybody say, same Spirit. Different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Different kinds of working, but the same God works in all of them. And and by implication, all mankind here is what he's talking about. Now, verse 7, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Everything he's about to talk about, every spiritual gift that he's about to explain is for the good of all of us, not just for the good of one of us. Holy Spirit's big enough to use the gift that he has inside of you, not to elevate you, but to elevate Jesus. And so in the gift being in operation, it needs to be for the common good if it's going to be in a setting similar to this. There's a a personal spirit language that the Holy Spirit gives us that when I'm on my knees before the Lord by myself in my own room, it's for the spiritual edification of my own spirit and it's me speaking to God in my own heavenly language. And that's a beautiful intercessory thing that I can use every single day of my life and I use it often in my daily prayer to God. That I began to be used by God in that spirit language. And it's, it's for me and him. It's like me and my wife having a private conversation. We're going to shut the door. Keep the kids out. We're going to have a little conversation. And we're going to connect to each other. Person to person. Face to face. And so it is when we're taking time in the intimate moments with the Holy Spirit. And we're talking to God. And we begin to cry out in our spirit language. The Bible says with groans and utterance. It's, it's, it's this beautiful language that God gives us. But then it goes beyond that, that if we're going to be using the gifts in some sort of corporate time, and we're not sure how many were in that 1 Corinthians, uh, uh, in that church in Corinth, and how often they would meet in a big gathering, but there seems to be enough indication in the questions that the Corinthian church had that Paul was addressing in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians 14, that they were clearly meeting house to house. The Bible says that they were taking uh, meals together. They were eating meals together. It doesn't seem to indicate it was a Colosseum scenario, right? So here's what's happening now. They're being used by God for the common good. Verse 8 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. To one, there's given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith. And this is, by the way, not just the faith that's given to all believers, right? We've all been given a measure of faith to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But this is a gift of faith that's given, a supernatural gift of faith. It says, by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. Now that, again, is a different different than the baptism of the holy spirit where we're using that prayer language now this is for a a time where there's some kind of corporate connection and it goes on to say this all these are the work of the one and same spirit he gives them to each one just as he determines another translation says he alone determines which gift a person should use now, I, I need to tell you, this list that's in 1 Corinthians is a great list. It's an awesome list of the spiritual gifts, but it is not a comprehensive list of all of them. As a matter of fact, it, according to the Greek construction of these words, you could put the words et cetera, et cetera, et cetera after this because there are many more gifts that are outlined in Scripture. According to the Bible, all spiritual gifts are for all believers, and they are for Today. Now we can see in Romans chapter 12 and Ephesians chapter 4, a few more of the spiritual gifts and the ministry gifts that are outlined. Let me quickly bring you through them. It says verse 6 of Romans chapter 12. We have different gifts. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a different gift than me. Just go ahead and let them know. They got, you got a different gift than me. We have different gifts according to the grace or the charismata, the, the, when, when the Holy Spirit comes down and graces us with this gift. He says, according to the grace given to us, if a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. In other words, do it and do it right. Do it in order do it decently and in order if you're going to use the gift use it at the time that's right as a matter of fact as you are walking through the doors most church uh, leadership statistics say that a person that's brand new to the church makes a decision of whether or not they're going to come back to a second service or a second time a second sunday within the first seven minutes of walking into of pulling into the parking lot that means the parking team The first impressions team, the ushers, greeters, the children's ministry workers... All of these people are the ones that truly preach the gospel message for someone to want to come back to this church. And guess what? Not just them, but you, each and every one of you, how you treat people when they walk into the doors helps determine whether they will return or not. It's not, listen, they don't make a decision by how awesome the worship time is from the music or how awesome the preaching is. They often make their decision based on the gifts in operation in that church. And the fruit that exists in that church, the gift in operation, the gift of hospitality, for example, is often used by the, some of these, I I love, I love the um, ministry team that you all have helped assign uh, here at this church for first impressions because such unique personality types. Some of them are super sanguine. I mean, they would say hi to a parakeet. Like they're just so sweet and nice and kind. Like they say hi to everybody and everything. And woo, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Well, hey, that's great. They're just that type of person. And then there's other people that are more shy and reserved, but God just kind of fills them up to overflowing to be used in that gift of hospitality. It's good to know you don't just have to operate in your natural gifts when it comes to the divine, the divinely orchestrated gifts of the Spirit. Now, quickly at Ephesians chapter 4. Man, I wish I could take like 12 hours today. I don't like to preach in segments. I like to preach like everything I got, but I ain't got the time. But I'm going to give a little bit more. Ephesians chapter 4. Verses 11 and 12, this is now the ministry gifts. This is the fivefold ministries of the church. Verse 11 says it's he, talking about God, who gives some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, some to be teachers, to, here it is, to prepare God's people for works of service so the body of Christ may be built up. In other words, it's my job to equip you, to prepare you. to to be able to do the works of the ministry, that it's not just my job to do the work of the ministry, it's my job to prepare you. It's, It's one of the uniquenesses between the spirit gifts and the ministry gifts. The ministry gifts are a life calling and a life's work on a man or woman of God. It would be like someone in the Olympics, right? An Olympian doesn't just know that the Olympics are coming and decide one day, you know, I think I'm gonna be able to run a marathon as an Olympian super you know superstars uh, world-class athlete i'm gonna wake up tomorrow and, and run in in the olympics no, no 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 they take every moment of every day every second of every day it's constantly upon them the the olympics are coming the olympics are coming i got to get ready i'm going to eat right i'm going to exercise i'm going to train i'm going to make sure i'm ready to do it every day it never leaves them they're an olympian and they cannot wait for that glorious day when they get to run on behalf of the united states of america or whatever you know, country that they're representing. Well, so it is with the ministry gift. When God called me to full-time ministry, when God called Michelle to full-time ministry, let me tell you something, it never left us. Matter of fact, before we became your pastors at this church, let me tell you something, the call of God was on our life. We were serving and living out the call, right? So it's not like the title gives us the call. It's that the call gives us the title. Does that make sense? And, and, and it never leaves us. As a matter of fact, unlike other jobs around the country and around the world where people just work and they do their nine to five thing and then they go home and then it's done. Friends, the ministry never leaves me. You all never leave me. You're in my bedroom at night, in my mind and in my prayers and in my thoughts. And when I wake up in the morning, you're in my thoughts and my prayers and on my mind. At night, I have visions and dreams and times where... The, let me tell you something, you can't get out of my mind. Y'all got rent space right here in my heart. Why? Because I'm called to be one of the five-fold ministry gifts. As a matter of fact, that uh, we've been in, in that ministry gift uh, almost 30 years now. Uh, and then in full-time pastoral ministry for about 28 years and the board of this church as loving and kind and generous as they are to help guide us and lead us said you know what pastors around the country right around this time take a break it's called a sabbatical you need to take one because every every pastor needs one And and we started to talk about that. And so we're going to tell you and explain to you what that'll look like. Some pastors, it's like from a month to six months. Ain't going to be no six months for me. I promise you that. I can't stay away from you that long. But but maybe the the lowest number, the 30 days one, is where we'll land over the summer months. And this pulpit will be filled by godly leaders who are going to carry the torch in, in ministry. And there's going to be amazing leadership that's already Uh, Established and ready to take the reins in this short absence of ours But that time my encouragement would be for you to pray for your pastors We don't ask often for it, but we need it all the time And i'll ask you it's it it, the board didn't say it because we're on some sort of disciplinary action or some craziness like that It's just a refreshing after almost 30 years of, of of solid ministry And we're asking the lord to showcase his glory in these in these times And we'd ask for your prayer as well. But we'll talk more about that. A ministry gift. So our whole life centers around being a a, a pastor. So in this case, the person is the gift. Slap a bow on my wife's head, she's your gift. (laughs) Slap a bow on my head, I'm your gift. Pastor Will, Lindsay, slap a bow on their heads, you are their gift. That's the ministry call. But these spiritual gifts that we're talking about, and if the worship team would come as we close out, are brief, dramatic manifestations that happen for a moment and then are finished. And let me just stop and say this some of you have misunderstood, and some people have even become embittered and chosen never to show back up at a church because the spiritual gift and the person using the spiritual gift did not, their character and integrity did not line up with the spiritual gift. It's very hard to understand that because you see somebody speak in tongues and then all of a sudden they're acting like a jerk out in public. So you're like, what is happening? You got somebody that's giving a word of prophecy or exhortation and all of a sudden you see them flipping somebody off while you're driving down Ross Clark Circle. You're like, what's going on? It's because, listen, it's, this is, let, let me make it so simple. It's because the Spirit is holy the vessel is not. The spirit is holy. He is always holy. And when he uses those gifts, and I'm not talking about uh, when somebody uses a gift and they're just trying to be elevated by you know, their flesh being elevated and seen and heard. I'm talking about legit gifts that God can give to each and every one of us and us as imperfect vessels, the vessels these jars of clay that the Bible talks about that God uses and chooses to use our imperfections. <clears throat> I jokingly used this but I think it's a good analogy in Numbers chapter 22 verse 22. There's this example and it's only one time in scripture and it's really weird. So I'm going to why well, close on something weird. Anyway, it's it's Balaam who was a prophet being used by God and he he, he was paid off to begin to go and prophesy the wrong thing. He was going to try to use all of the clout That God had given him and the position, uh, the elevated position that that God had given him to speak against the people of God. He was going to misuse and misrepresent God. Which, by the way, that's one of the Ten Commandments. Don't take the Lord's name in vain. That's not just a cuss word where the cuss word flows out of your mouth. That's bad enough. But when you misrepresent God's name, his character, and his nature to other people as a follower of Jesus Christ, right, as a Christian... You misrepresent the name of God, that's taking God's name in vain. And that's exactly what Balaam was about to do. And he's riding on a donkey, and all of a sudden, an angel shows up. And Balaam, because he was not being spirit led, didn't see the spiritual angel in front of him. But his donkey. See, that was a pretty good analogy right there. You, you saw. You saw. I was riding. A anyway, all of a sudden his donkey moves to one side because he sees his angel right in front of him. And man, Balaam gets so upset, he starts whipping that thing. Come on, keep going. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the the donkey stops again. He starts beating that. keep, 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 Keep moving. And the donkey talks. Shrek, it was a donkey. I mean, it was for real. Y'all need to read the scriptures. They're so much fun to read the scriptures. If you don't read them, you man, get educated. He talks. If Nala, our golden retriever, looked at me and started talking to me, I would freak out. Only happened once in scripture, as far as we can tell. That animal looked back and said, why are you whipping on me? All of a sudden... Balaam's eyes are opened. Think. Spirit of God came upon a donkey to talk. He was a donkey before the spirit came upon him. He was a donkey after the spirit of the Lord came upon him. (laughs) And so it is with us impure vassals. Selah. Think about that. people become embittered because they see some Christian operating in a spiritual gift that comes for a distinguishing moment in time that they're being used truly by God but they're imperfect matter of fact let me just tell you that they're going to make mistakes right the spirit comes upon us The, the flesh sometimes can taint what the spirit is trying to do it's just human nature but friends don't let that keep you or dissuade you from going after God to be used by him. The difference that you'll see here is the difference between the gifts and the fruit. The gifts are, as I said, brief and dramatic. And for a moment, you look at the fruit of a tree, takes time to cultivate the water, the right soil. All of a sudden, over time, an apple shows up and you get to eat of its fruit beautiful, but it takes a long time to develop. It's different than maybe Over here, the gift that's being used in a moment that's dramatic. It's kind of like a Christmas tree that's put up and you put ornaments on them. The ball just, boop, it shows up and it's there. We put it on there for a little bit of time and then we take it back down. And when we put it on there, everybody goes, ooh, ah, that is beautiful. That is awesome. That is amazing. That tree looks so good. The gift looks so good on you. But then you take the bulb down and the tree is still a tree matter of fact sometimes it's a dead one you got to drag it out and put it by the road that's the christmas tree not analogies of you don't do that to anybody you see the difference between the fruit and the gifts god gives the gifts or He, he he divinely gives the gifts to us in perfect vessels but it's our job listen to then nurture the character to put time into the development of our character to represent God well. That's truly when you find the intimacy of the Holy Spirit. That's where the fruit comes. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Let's pray that we might receive. Everybody in this room, I want you to just ask the Lord right now, fill me with your spirit. Just in your own way, in your own words, just Lord, fill me with your spirit right now. Holy Spirit, come fill this place with your presence fill us with your power fill us with your Holy Spirit Spirit of the living God come and make your way into these earthly vessels these human vessels God fill us for some Lord fill us for the very first time fill us to overflowing let that initial moment of Holy Spirit baptism come upon us like all of those New Testament believers that were in the 120 in the upper room, fill us to overflowing. Then Lord, fill us with your gifts. Refill us over and over again. Fill us up and fill us up and fill us up. Just like the disciples, disciples were continually filled, so too, Lord Jesus, we need to be continually filled. Fill us up, Lord. Fill us up. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, there may be some in this room or online watching. You'd say, Mark, I don't have that personal experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. I've never made him Lord. That's the first step. Salvation and forgiveness and repentance, those are all first steps. That's the makes the eternal difference. So if you're in this room and you say, Mark, I need Jesus to come into my life. I need to make him Lord of every area. Listen, I'm not here to embarrass you. It's not my heart to judge you. I simply want to invite you into this moment, this spiritual moment to say yes to Jesus, to make him Lord of every area. Friends, if there's sin that's separating you from God, can I just tell you, you fall into the same category that every human being falls into. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But then the Bible also says that we now can receive forgiveness by his grace and mercy if we simply confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts God's raised him from the dead. The Bible said you'll be saved. Friend, I want you to be saved today. Maybe for some of you, this is a rededication prayer. I'd be so honored to continue to lift you up in prayer as you make consistent effort toward the sanctification process, the day-to-day development of the character. God in you while heads are bowed and eyes are closed if you'll simply acknowledge that need I'm not here to embarrass you or judge you but I do want you to acknowledge that need and by lifting up your hand in just a moment you're just simply saying to me include me in this prayer if that's you I want you to simply slip up your hand right now one two three come on slip it up right now if that's you yes God bless you yes over here God bless you in the back God bless you yes I'm just looking in the balcony yes God bless you on the main floor, under the balcony. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? That's you today. God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hands down. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And then after that prayer, we're going to celebrate the decision that you've made. And then we're going to just, uh, I'm going to allow the, the worship team to, to lead us into a time where if you... Would say, Mark, on this Memorial Day weekend, I really need to be filled and refilled and refilled. We're going to give you that opportunity in just a few moments. But first, I want to pray to lead those that are online or here in the building to make a decision for Jesus Christ. I want you to simply acknowledge that need through this prayer. Can you pray this prayer with me? Everybody in the room and those watching online, simply say this: Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I repent for all I've done wrong. I believe that you died and rose again for me. I make you Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for changing me. I choose to trust you with every area of my life. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you stand up all over this house and worship the king together? Come on. Can you just give a shout of praise for all those who made a decision for Christ? Come on. Yeah. I'm going to dismiss some of our leaders, but I'm also going to invite some of our leaders to come forward. I'm going to invite our elders, your elders, to come forward, stand across the front. And if you would come and, and uh, thank you, prayer partners, making your way. Matter of fact, I'm going to have you guys just all, if you would, just kind of slide down a little bit. Pastor Keith, Mavon, I love the two of you. Y'all are such a gift to this house. Thank you. We love you. Such an awesome, awesome leadership team that God's assigned here. Friends, one of the things that we ask is that every single believer do what the Bible says. Is to simply invite Holy Spirit to overflow your life. We desperately need every believer in this house to have a spirit-led moment where it's beyond salvation and he empowers you to do the work of the ministry. So what we're gonna invite you to do is while the worship team continues to play, I'm gonna invite those of you who'd say, Mark, I need a fresh wind. I need a fresh touch from God. Whether you've had that before or not, you say, Mark, I just need prayer, an extra dose. I need to be continually filled. Or others of you say for the very first time, I just need to be filled with the baptism of the Spirit, just like those New Testament believers were. Listen, Jesus told them they had to do that in order to be effective and powerful for the kingdom's value. And so that's what I'm inviting each and every one of you to do right now. If that's you, I'm going to have you slip out and begin to receive prayer just come forward and ask these to pray and they'll immediately be, just begin praying and believing God for a touch in your life which you bow your heads for a moment if that's you right now you say mark I need that I need that fresh wind I need that fresh touch from the Spirit of God whether it's in, in your marriage in your home in your family time at the job whatever it is you just need that fresh wind to come in I want you as heads are bowed and eyes are closed I want you to slip out from where you're at and just come and receive prayer right now come on come on come on that's you you say Mark I'm hungry for more I need more as a believer in Jesus Christ as someone who loves God I need more I need a fresh touch from his spirit I need the spirit of God to come come on that's it yes say Mark I need that I need a fresh touch. I need a fresh touch. On this day, not only Memorial Day, but on a Pentecost Sunday where we can say, I need a fresh wind. I need a fresh touch. I need a spirit. That's you today. Come on, if that's you. Lord Jesus, I pray for those who are making their way down and those who will continue to make their way down. And Lord, I thank you for a fresh wind. And for those right now in the seats that are maybe just hesitant or waiting, I pray they'd be filled right where they're seated. God, we pray the Spirit of the living God would fill them fresh to overflowing, Lord Jesus, a touch from heaven, a fragrant wind from heaven. Blow upon them. Help them to receive. Help them to receive. Help them to receive in Jesus' name. A fresh anointing. A fresh touch give them not just the spiritual gifts give them the fruit and give them the baptism of the Spirit of God in Jesus name thank you for that God we release a fresh wind over this house that whether people remain and continue to pray or whether they need to leave that they leave with the fresh touch from heaven so Lord We speak a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and bring you peace. May the Lord our God write his name on your heart and declare, you're my child, no one can take you from my hand. May you know the love of your Savior that died for you and rescued you. And may you give that love away to as many as humanly possible. I bless you to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Friends, as you're continuing to pray, I want you to know these leaders are going to remain here. The worship team is going to continue to play. If you just want to go around the altars, and just kneel and begin to pray at these steps. You can do that. But we love you and we believe the Spirit of God is going to reside in you and work through you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed if you want to go or you can remain. You do what you'd like. God bless you.